Welcome to these Bible lessons on the Old Testament. In these lessons, we'll cover God's magnificent creation of all the world, including the creation of man, the crown of God's creation. We'll follow with the sad fall of man in paradise and the consequences this brought to the world. In the continuing lessons, we'll teach how God visits men with the revelation of His covenant of grace. When we travel together through the entire Old Testament, we see God visiting His nation of Israel with revelations of this covenant of grace, pointing constantly to the coming Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. We hope these lessons are a blessing to you. Thank you. In this second lesson on Old Testament Bible history, we're going to look at God's almighty work of creation. You can follow along by reading this in Genesis 1 and 2 of your Bible. We're going to learn in this lesson of how the current world came to be, and we're also going to learn what God tells us about himself through this almighty creation. But first, before we get going, I have a question for you. If you have a pet, do you remember that day that you brought it home? If you do, you probably remember that you had to create a, an environment for this pet. You had to create a bed for it, you got some toys, some food dishes, a kennel for it to stay in. You created a world for your pet. Well, you are able to think of pretty much anything you want with your imagination. But did you know that God is able to create something way more complex, way more fancy than you and I are ever able to think of? And he is able to make it happen and bring it into existence simply by speaking. And that's how God made this world, by speaking. And so let's look at the story of creation. And before we look at the first few days, let's consider what was there before the first day of creation. I'd like you to take your hands and to put your hands over your ears and then to close your eyes. You will experience nothing. And that's a little bit what it was like before time began. Before the world was created, there was no time, there was no space, and there was no matter. There was only God. And so then the Bible tells us in verse 1 that in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Then God created heaven and earth. But it looked different than it does now. Then it was just a big jumbled mass of land and water all jumbled together. Survival for you and I was impossible. It was chaos. It was emptiness. There was confusion. And then the Spirit of God moved over this expanse. And we hear the divine voice sounding, let there be light. And so in the beginning, God created light. 
As an almighty God, able to do anything, he created light. So here we see God as the owner of creation. We see God as a king over creation. And this light came from God. At this time, it did not come from the sun or the moon yet. It was light that came from God himself. And at the end of the first day, God saw this light, that it was good. And the first day is over. And at the beginning of day two, the divine voice sounds again, and God stretches out this firmament as you would draw a curtain. This firmament is what we understand as our sky, our space above that, the atmosphere, and all of outer space. The dark clouds that surrounded the earth, they began to separate. And they separated into the waters below that were on the earth and the waters above. So God created this firmament on day two. On the third day, then God created the dry land. And so he took the water that was below and he separated it. And a great ocean formed over here and there was dry land over here. Rivers began to flow. Lakes dotted the dry land. And if you looked a little closer, you would see trees and vines and shrubs everywhere. And every single one of these living plants had the seeds inside itself. That is how life could continue. God created these plants to be food for the creatures that he was yet to create. And so if we review day one, two, and three, and... At the end of day one and three, God saw his work, and the Bible tells us he said it was good. And if we look at days one, two, and three again, we will see that on day one, he created light. And on day two, he created the firmament and separated the waters below from the waters above. And on day three, he separated the waters below into the water and the dry land. On each of these days, he's creating a space that on day four, five, and six, he will revisit. And so in the beginning of day four, God revisits our outer space, and he puts all the planets in their orbits. The sun and the moon are created. All the stars are there. The sun and the moon are now given the task of lighting the earth by day and by night. All of the planets move in their orbits according to the law of gravity, but we actually know that it is Christ who holds all things together. In Colossians 1 verse 17, the Bible tells us, in Christ all things consist. Consist literally means held together. So while we have the laws of nature, it is God who explains the laws of nature. At the end of day four, God saw that it was good. Before we move to day five, I would like to mention something to you. If you could look at point two and name 10 million stars every second, you would be busy counting stars for 63 million years. It is amazing to think that the same God who created all of that beauty also created you and I. On the beginning of day five, the divine voice sounds again. 
And now if we look up at the sky, it's filled with a swirling mass of birds all singing their beautiful songs of praise and glory to the Lord. And if we look below, we can see that the, the, the seas are filled with giant whales and the tiniest schools of fishes. All of these animals are going to use the plants for their food. God views his work at the end of the fifth day and he sees that it was good. On day six, then something special happens. Let's take a look at the forests. And when we look at the forests, we see that all of the animals are there living peacefully together. Lions walking alongside sheep. None of these animals, though, have a name like lion or lamb. They have no names yet. All there in creation is peaceful. In fact, there are a couple of things that are not there, though. If you look a little closer, you can see that there's no houses. There's no children. There are no swings. There's no children playing. And so God has created a world for the crown jewel of his creation to be placed into. At this time, humans have not been made. And because that's such a special part of God's creation, we're going to leave that for a lesson all by itself. We'll look at the creation of man in the next lesson. At the end of day six, God creates, uh, God looks at his creation and he sees that it was very good. On day seven, then God rested. God was not tired. God did not need to rest to regain some energy. No, God is not like us in that way. But rather, there is the idea of a Sabbath or a restful stopping. There is this idea that peace was in God's creation. Be sure that God does not leave his creation alone, but no, God is very much involved in caring for and maintaining his creation. So we see that as God is resting on this seventh day of the week, that even from creation, God has made a plan for one day out of seven to be set aside for rest from our work. Today, we set aside that day on Sunday. This is a reminder that our life has a purpose and our life is not simply an adventure that has no goal. What does God tell us about himself in this creation story? What do we learn about what God does? How is this creation story useful for us today? First of all, God is already announcing from creation. He tells us, look for me in the acts of history. That is where you'll find me. And so if we look at verse 1, we see, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And there's three things that we see there, and we see who is involved, we see when it happened, and we see what happened. Let's look at each of these three things in turn. Who, when, and what. Well, it's fairly clear, I think, from the verse that who is God. That's an almighty God, of course, to be able to create such a world. He was responsible alone. And God then sent his son into the world. We see that 
In John 1, we read that by Christ were all things made and nothing was made without him. So God, by his Son, made the world. There are other creation stories that are not true, where you will hear about a battle between competing divine powers. Well, our God is not a battling divinity. He is not a warrior, but rather he is a royal artist that simply speaks these things into existence and he places them where he wants to. And so we are also introduced in these first few verses into a very difficult idea of who God is. God is a trinity. In verse 1, we hear about God the Father being involved in creation. In verse 2, we can see that God the Spirit is also involved in creation. And in verse 3, we can see that it is God the Son speaking. For now, we'll set aside this idea of what the Trinity is. If we look closer at creation, then we can also see when this happened. Well, the verse, very first verse tells us that it was in the beginning. God is outside of time. He created time. You and I have a beginning, but God has no beginning. He is from eternity. God is eternal and exists outside of time. Another idea that we are introduced here in the first chapter of Genesis is that creation was made in six 24-hour time periods, not a longer time or a longer age. The third thing we can see here is what happened, and that is in the word created. God created. That means that he made it out of nothing. It did not exist before, and then God simply remade it or refashioned it. No, God made it out of nothing, simply by speaking it came into existence. This reminds us that our life and this creation has a purpose. We are reminded of God's power. We are reminded that God is outside of nature. He is outside of the laws of nature that apply to us. God created this world perfect as well. There was no sin. There was no death. There was no corruption. Nothing broke down or became rotten. No, sin brought that into this world. And so God created this world. He created it new as well. It was not something that existed for millions of years before that. And then God took something and refashioned it and remade it for humans to live in. No, we can read in Isaiah 45 that the earth was made to be lived in by people. That's why the earth was made, to be lived in by you and I. God made it all. That means he is the ruler and we listen to him. He is the king and we are his subjects that must obey his commands. So those are some points on who God is. Let's also look at what God does. Well, God is an almighty creator. And if he is able to create something that is so amazing and so fancy, then if he is able to do that out of nothing, then for sure he can give you and I a new heart. In the book of Psalms, we read about this. 
in Psalm 8, we are introduced to the creation of the sun and the moon and the planets and the stars as the work of God's fingers. But it's in Psalm 98 that the salvation of a sinner is compared to the work of God's right hand. So sinners can be saved because God is almighty. Just consider the power of Christ's voice when he walked on earth many years later. Just by speaking, he was able to make the lame to stand up and walk. He was able to open the eyes of the blind, and he was able to make the deaf people hear. So creation then is compared by the Apostle Paul to being born again. It's as if our heart is being compared to the confusion and the darkness that existed before creation. And then it's as if God shines with the light of his word into the darkness of our heart. That's what Paul tells us in one of his letters to one of the churches. And certainly, if God is able to tell us that the light shining in the darkness is compared to receiving a new heart, then he made us and we can pray to him and we can worship him. Indeed, that is something to give God thanks for. This brings us to the end of our lesson together. In the next lesson, we are going to consider the creation of the crown jewel of God's creation when Adam was formed.